0: Hello, everyone. This is Mike with Modern Da Vinci, and welcome to another Modern Da Vinci podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I think a lot of you would normally find boring, uh, because it's a topic that I find boring. And before I tell you why that is, I want to tell you that we're going to talk about this topic in a way that's more applicable, more practical to you than the way that it's typically discussed. It's a type of analysis that you've heard before. It's, It's talked about widely in corporate circles, and it's necessary for business planning and critical to the success of any company, really. But I know when you hear these words, you're going to want to stop listening to this podcast and you're going to want to go somewhere else because you think that you may be too busy or you might have some more pressing things to learn or bigger problems to solve. But the reality is, if you want to increase your sales and if you want to grow your business, you don't. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about this in a way that we can use to affect our business growth. We're going to talk about this in a way that makes us stronger from within our company through a clear understanding of our customers, their buying power, and the problems that they face. And we're going to talk about this in a way that makes us stronger from outside the company through an increased presence in marketing, through better customer targeting, and growth into new business areas. So here goes. Here's the term, market analysis. I hope you're still with me. Because again, I don't want this to be a boring article, a boring podcast on market analysis techniques like every single other podcast and article out there. I want this to be a practical way to use market analysis to find your customers, find your targets, and find your niche. Because market analysis really is looked at as kind of this dark art. Uh, it's it's kind of for these MBA students taking a class on entrepreneurship or marketing types, looking at customer value chains and distribution channels and market segmentation. And again, that stuff, it just bores me. Now, granted, it can be necessary, but there's a much more simpler way to do market analysis to help you understand who, where, and how many customers exist and what they're willing to pay for your product or service. We're really wanting to compare the strengths and weaknesses of your company with the opportunities and threats in your buying environment. So you may have done a market analysis before, so why bother now? Why bother listening to this podcast? Why bother going through it again? Let me ask you one question to answer that for you. How many times have you honestly looked at your business plan, at your market analysis, when you needed to grow? How many times have you looked at it when you needed to increase your sales? Honestly, I know my answer to that question is almost never. In the past, I would never look at my business plan after it was created. I would never look at my market analysis after I completed it. And I can understand why. I mean, most of the time we're looking at our market analysis to show how much money we can make at the onset of our business, but we forget to use the results to grow our business in an intelligent and controlled way. So from what I've seen, market analysis has become this sort of perform and forget kind of exercise. But what we want to do here is talk about how you can use market analysis to figure out how to achieve your maximum potential as a company. Use it to gain insight into your competition, find immediate sales opportunities, set realistic goals around your sales pipeline and what's achievable. And perhaps most importantly, we want to talk about how and when you know is the right time to grow your business. So let's get to the meat of it, and let's get to it quickly. We're not here to perform a detailed academic exercise on market analysis. We're going to talk about three practical numbers in any market analysis that are going to drive us to discover the essential parts of our business, our competition, and our customers. And we're going to use those three numbers to help us understand how to sell immediately and then later expand into a broader customer base. And you may have heard these terms before number one total available market TAM number two serviceable addressable market or Sam and serviceable obtainable market or SOM. so you'll hear these referred to as TAM Sam and SOM. and what we're gonna do with these is we're gonna use these numbers to drive growth so first just real quick let's talk about what they are in case you've not familiar with these before so a total addressable market or your TAM is really the total demand for your product it's the total number of customers who could use your product in the maximum amount of money that they would be willing to spend it's gonna be a huge number because there's no constraints it's bounded by no limitations other than the product or the service that you're offering it doesn't care about competition it doesn't care about the size of your sales team it doesn't care about the limitations of your product or your service provider we're simply looking at your product in its ideal form sold to an ideal market with no competition or other constraints around it. So just imagine the most perfect circumstances for your company. Imagine a world with unlimited distribution and no competition and that's your TAM. So why is this number important? Well with that number in hand you'll have an idea about how much money is possible to make with your product or service. Now unfortunately it's not going to be realistic and you're not gonna have a plan to get there and that's where your serviceable available market comes in or your your Sam this is the market you can realistically serve it takes your competition into account in fact Sam can be usually figured out by uh, understanding the total market you and your competitors serve together the combination of the competition and yourself is going to be your Sam and it's going to be limited by your business model as well as your geography if you're a restaurant, say, uh, then you can't serve the entire world with your food. You may only be serving one region, uh, one nation if you're a chain, or maybe just one city, one town. Unfortunately, SAM is still not a realistic expectation uh, in the short term of what your business can immediately achieve. Uh, competition can be stiff. You're going to have further limitations that constrain your ability to make money. And that's where your serviceable, obtainable market, or SAM, comes in this is the most realistic expectation of your current uh, product or service and the potential that it has in your market some is the potential you have with competition taking some of your sales with your sales team limited to closing a certain number of deals per day or per week and some conservative estimates around how many customers in your target market will actually find and buy your product so let's take a look at an example Let's say you're a grocery store in town, a new grocery store. Your TAM, or your total addressable market, is going to be the total number of people who shop at any grocery store in the area multiplied by the average grocery bill of that shopper. It's going to be a massive amount and not something that you can realistically achieve. If, say, you have 100,000 people that live in your city and 50% or 50,000 of them are of shopping age, and the average expected grocery bill is about $100 per week, then your TAM is going to be 50,000 shoppers multiplied, $100, multiplied by $100 times 52 weeks in a year, or $260 million for the year. Now, that would be awesome. If only you could achieve that number, that would be stellar, but you can't. So you have to look at your SAM serviceable, addressable market. This is where your business model comes into play. If you're a grocery store that's only going to carry organic products, then the number of people you can reach is going to be significantly reduced. So maybe your products cost a little bit more, but at the end of the day, you're not going to achieve $260 million in sales because there's competition and the fact that you're an organic grocery store is going to cut out some of those uh, overall grocery sales. So you had 50,000 people calculated in your TAM, let's say, for instance, that 5% of those people shop for organic foods. Let's also say that their average grocery bill is a little bit more than that $100. It's 130 because your customers, they're gonna expect to pay a little bit more for for organic products. So our SAM starts to look a little bit more realistic and it's calculated by the total addressable market of shoppers, 50,000 shoppers times 5%, which gets you 2,500 shoppers per week, times $130 is their average bill, times 52 weeks in a year, or $16,900,000. So here's the interesting thing. If you're the only organic grocery store in town, then you have a monopoly. And congratulations, because your sum and your SAM are exactly the same. Most of the time, however, your competition is going to take market share from you. And this is, this is where your psalm comes into play. You've got competition taking market share from you. Maybe because of the size of your store, you're only able to support a 1,000 customers instead of 2,500 per week. And so you take those limitations into account, and at the end, you're able to come up with a reasonably educated guess on your realistic revenue target for the year. So let's look at that final example. So if your competition takes those additional 1,500 customers you can't support in any given week, your sum looks like the 1,000 remaining customers times $130 times 52 weeks or $6,760,000, which doesn't sound too shabby to me, but only you can figure out if this is going to be enough to repay your expenses and make enough profit. Okay, so those are interesting calculations, but how do we use those to grow our business? All right, here's the thing, calculating your TAM, SAM, and SOM just forced you to estimate your total market size, your research, uh, it it forced you to research your customer's revenue and product offerings, and it forced you to think through the ages, the buying power, and the types of buyers that are going to be interested in your product or service. So let's use that to grow your business. First, you need to find your niche because you don't want to compete with your competitors if you can create an offering that your customers will love and that no competitor can take. When you find your niche you can charge for the value of your product instead of fighting with the competition on price. So through your, SAM, uh, your TAM, SAM and SOM calculation you should now have a pretty firm understanding of who your customers are, what problems keep them up at night, how much they're willing to pay for solutions to those problems and so on. You should also have a pretty solid understanding of what your competition is up to and how your products and services are different than theirs. So the combination of these two things, your customers' problems, and the way that your products and services stand out against your competitors are your niche market. These are gonna focus and drive your development efforts. They're gonna help you craft a message that resonates with your customers. And at the end of the day, your customers are all going to, all but going to be forced to buy what you're offering. It's going to be so attractive to them. So spend the time first to understand what you are good at, what you can offer your customers, match that with what your customers need. And when you know how to use your unique expertise to solve your customers' problems in a way your competition can't, then you'll have found your niche and you'll be able to take the next steps towards increasing your sales. Okay, so let's look at how we use the market analysis to increase our sales. So if you recall your serviceable, obtainable market, your sum for this exercise. It showed you the limitations such as competition, the size of your sales force, distribution constraints, etc. And these are all of the barriers that you need to list because you're going to look at each one of those in turn and brainstorm ways to remove them. Removing each of these limitations is going to help you find more sales or increase your sales. And don't, don't try and tackle them all at once, just focus on one limitation at a time. Thoroughly remove it, reduce it, and then track your sales accordingly. Let's use an example. If your manufacturing speed is only allowing you to produce 10 widgets a day, put a uh, a plan in place to increase that manufacturing speed and see if your sales grow accordingly. Or another example, if your sales team is only able to close two deals a month, well then add a salesperson or sales reps to increase your pipeline and see if your sales increase accordingly. Finally, let's use the grocery store example from before. We could see that a major limitation of the sales in the grocery store example is how many people we could serve in any given week. It was 1,000 versus the 1,500 that were going to our competition. If we could capture closer to 100% of the organic food shoppers in the area by either expanding our store or building a new store somewhere else in town, then perhaps we can increase our sales that way and make for a good return on investment. All right, finally, let's use this market analysis to find ways to grow the business. I'm not just talking about sales here. I'm talking about expanding your business because you've done everything that you can now to find your niche and you've minimized the limitations to increase your sales using your SOM. Then are you ready to grow? This is where your SAM and your TAM come in. So if you remember, your SAM is the total market you and your competition are going after. And remember too that your TAM, your total Available market is the unconstrained view of your potential buyers. It's the ideal selling situation So if you look at your Sam and your Tam in the right way It's going to help you understand how you can how you can encroach on your competition and expand your reach toward that ideal and what we're trying to do here is find ways to push into new markets with slight changes to our existing offerings or something to that effect So in the grocery store example from above, your Sam showed that you were limited by the type of food you sold, which was organic food. If you want to knock some wind out of your competitor's sales, then start selling non-organic foods. Or, when we look at the TAM in the grocery store example, we were limited by our geographic location of the store, and therefore the number of customers that could potentially shop there. So maybe growing your business is as simple as adding a new store outside of town. Or... Maybe we want to push into a little bit of a different market by adding a pharmacy to your store and grow your business even more. All of this sounds probably pretty familiar because you've seen grocery stores start up and add uh, add chains. You've seen them add pharmacies, and it's just that they were trying to grow their business. The key is to stay in your niche. If you can continue to use your expertise while growing into new markets, growing into new geographic locations, and growing your business while crushing your competition, you're going to be well on your path to success. So that's it for today, Uh, but that's not it for you because our tagline here at Modern Da Vinci is plan, learn, and achieve. Because without planning, your learning and your actions are going to be misdirected. And without learning, you can never grow to achieve more than what you're achieving today. And without putting what you just learned into action, then you're just going to be book smart and you're not going to be able to achieve that success that you're looking for. So let's put what we learned into practice. Here are some thoughts you can take away that are going to help you know whether doing this type of market sizing and analysis is going to be worthwhile. Number one, if you don't know how to increase your current sales among your current customers, then, then just do this analysis it shouldn't take you too long. Number two, when you have enough traction with your current customers and you're looking to expand, do this analysis. Number three, if you've achieved dominance in your current market and you're looking for a way to grow your overall business, do this analysis. And finally, keep in mind that these numbers, this TAM, SAM, and Sam, they're not static. They're, they're going to be helpful to you now, but they're not going to be helpful to, the, to you in the future if you just run them once and never look at them again. You want to use them again and again. You want to keep them updated and you want to understand how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And these three numbers are going to help you do that. So that's all for now. This is the most guided way I know to growing a business in a thoughtful and calculated way that complements your expertise and preserves your niche. I hope this is helpful. I wish you massive growth and success. Thank you for joining us on the Modern Da Vinci podcast. And please head over to www.moderndavinci.net slash subscribe and take a look at the free plan, learn, achieve toolkit that we're offering in exchange for becoming a free member. Every week after you receive your Plan, Learn, Achieve Toolkit, we're going to send you articles just like this one, full podcasts, sometimes videos, and other tools that you can download to help you develop yourself professionally, grow your business, and lead your organization to the next level. That's all for now. Take care. We'll talk to you next week.